Hi there, it's time. Let's meet in the now. Hi, this is Nicole Burkholzer, the voice of Mindful Connections. My mission is to connect horses and humans through a mindful approach. May you feel informed, inspired, and mindfully connected. Hello. So glad to meet you in the now. So as you know, my podcast is called Let's Meet in the Now. Well, there's a reason for that. In today's episode, I will tell you how I discovered the one thing that will change your relationship with your horse in an instant. And I bet you already figured out what that is. But let me go back to, actually it was I think around 2008, when Oprah still had her Oprah show and she discovered Eckhart Tolle. And Eckhart Tolle had written The Power of Now and Oprah was super smitten with the guru and created a whole webinar series around the idea of being in the now. Since then, I think a lot of people um, have thought about how to be in the now. And even though a lot of people like the book, I think it's still very challenging for people to be in the now or figure out what it even means to be in the now. Well, for us horse people, we have a little advantage because we have our own guru that teaches us about the now. We have our horses. And our horses are always in the now, right? They don't know any different. Because they don't have free will, they don't miss and regret and wonder about what was, or they don't hope and wish and plan for what's to be in the future. They simply live now. And that piece of knowledge is huge. That piece of knowledge can change your relationship with your horse in an instant. In the last episode, I shared that for many years, I tried to become a better horsewoman by learning more about horses. I just believed the more I knew about them and all the training methods out there, the more likely it would be for me and my horse to deeply connect. Ha! I was so wrong. I had no idea that the most important thing about connecting with any horse is to meet them in the now. Thank goodness my late horse Oki straightened me out. Here's what happened. One fine summer day, I was driving down a country road and Oki popped into my mind. I had bought Oki, he was an appendix quarter horse, when he was six years old and um, he quickly became my main squeeze. We really did everything together, trail rides, rodeos, dressage lessons, and we got pretty tight, but I still felt this gap. I always searched for the thing that would bring us closer together. And unfortunately, that day actually never came because Oki had another one of his many colic episodes. And this time we actually went for surgery and the vet discovered that Oki had 20 pounds of gastrointestinal stones attached to his colon. It was so horrible and the surgeon actually couldn't save him. So, of course, I was extremely devastated. And now there I was, eight months later, after Oki... um, had died, and I was driving down a country road thinking about him and was wondering how our relationship might have improved considering all the knowledge I had already gathered since his death. Can you see the pattern here? Again, me thinking I could improve the relationship by knowing more. Well, in the midst of this pondering, Oki's image popped into my head, and with his sudden presence came the following words. Don't ask what you can do for me to come to you, Ask what you can do to come to me. I was like, what? 
And then I immediately pulled my truck over to write those words down because I knew right away they were important, but I wasn't quite sure yet what they actually really meant. So over the next few days, I looked at the words again and again. Ask what you can do to come to me. And then it dawned on me. I had been trying to get the horse to come to me. Mostly I tried it by being a better leader and acquiring knowledge. But Ogi told me he couldn't come to me, that I had to come to the horse. And I was like, okay, but what does that now mean? And after I pondered this whole thing a little more, I ultimately figured it out. If I was to come to the horse, then there was only one place I could find the horse, and that was in the now. And once I understood that, I actually created a cool graphic for myself so I wouldn't forget this um, little nugget here. And obviously, I can't show it to you here on the podcast, but the idea is that we, meaning humans, spend a lot of time thinking about the past, all the things we didn't do or regret having done, and we spend a lot of time thinking about the future, planning and things we want to accomplish and all that stuff, right? The problem is horses live in the present. And when I'm caught up in thoughts about stuff from the past or things I want to do in the future, I'm not present. And that's the problem. Because I'm actually disconnected from what is happening here right now. Just like the drawing I use as an icon for the podcast, you know, the one where the human is thinking about everything but the kitchen sink and there's this big bubble over their head while the horse is happily enjoying the present moment. So Oki, with his statement, made me realize that I needed to stop being distracted, thinking about my day, my worries or wishes. I needed to be present so my horse and I could actually truly connect, which can only happen in the now. And when I thought about it a little bit, I actually totally got it. Because all the magical connections I had made with horses in the past had one thing in common. In those moments, I was present with the horse, even if it was sometimes only for a really short time. But it was really important to be present. So the question then became for me, how could I train myself to be more present with my horses? How could I be more present on a consistent basis? How could I not get caught up in thoughts that took me away from being right here? And I figured out there are at least two simple ways that we can do um, to be in the present moment. And when we're connected in the present moment, we're actually not just connected with our horse, but we're also connected with ourselves. So here's the first thing. One is to take a breath, a deep conscious belly breath. Think about it. Right? Day in, day out, you usually just breathe along. You don't even think about breathing. But that's exactly the point. When you take a conscious breath, you're actually present because you make a conscious choice to take a deep belly breath. So taking conscious breath while you're with your horse is a definite way to meet your horse in the present moment. And because this is such a powerful concept, I actually created a free webinar for you and in it, I show you how to incorporate this conscious breath into your daily routine with your horse. It's really super simple, but as you probably know, simple doesn't always mean easy. Because we're so used to breathing along unconsciously, the conscious breath is sometimes hard to remember. But when you watch the webinar, you'll see how you can create like little reminders for yourself to meet your horse in the now through breath. But today I want to talk actually about the other 
really easy way to be more present with your horse. And that is when you focus your attention and intention on your horse. When you actually see the world through your horse's eyes so you can understand his view of the world. So I want to give you an example that will show you exactly what I mean. Um, so here's a scenario. Let's say my mare, Shana, is always nervous at a particular spot on the trail. And a common solution would be to either push her past that spot and make her get over it, or another favorite is circle her and make the wrong thing hard so that hopefully she'll recognize and realize that going straight is easy and that's, of course, what I want. The problem with either option is that I actually ignore what Shana is experiencing in this very moment. She's obviously anxious for a reason, and if I just fight and push, I'm ignoring what, yeah, what she experiences, what her, her life feels like right now. And quite frankly, when I fight and push and struggle with her like that, we eventually both will get frustrated. Now, a mindful solution where I actually see the situation through her eyes would look very different. So let's just say when Shana stops and shows me that she's concerned about passing that spot on the trail, I would actually get off and put my hand on her withers or on this spot where the neck and the shoulder meet, you know, kind of like where the neck gets into her chest, like right down there, which is actually the eighth chakra of the horse. And both of those areas, the withers and that spot by the neck shoulder, are actually locations where a lot of joints and tendons and nerves come together. And laying my hand on one of those areas and taking a deep breath will actually calm Shana down. It will relax her and it calms her nervous system. Because usually when somebody is scared, that heightens the nervous system. And, um, you know, we want to try to bring her nervous system to, you know, to drop the tension and not be scared anymore. So with my hand on her body, then I'll say something like, hey, Shana, no worries, I gotcha. And then I'll take another deep breath and invite her to walk with me beside her past the scary spot. And as we're walking, I watch her and see if she needs anything else from me, maybe another encouraging word or another deep breath, which then most likely will get her to take a breath. I don't know if you ever noticed, but horses just like us hold their breath when they're stressed the cool thing is a breath just like a yawn I can never say that word yawn is contagious so I even feel like I want to yawn right now just having said the word but so if you take a deep breath your horse will eventually do the same and so once Shana does take a deeper breath she's calmer and I can actually mount up and continue on my way and doing it this way, this mindful way, going past the scary spot together creates a positive chain of events, right? Chana understands that I'm her support system, that I have her back. And eventually, me showing up for her in that mindful way consistently creates enough confidence in her that in the future, she will walk right past scary spots, maybe only with a little encouragement from me and certainly without me having to dismount. So as you can see in the first scenario, me pushing her hard past the spot creates a stronger resistance in her, which is detrimental to our relationship. And 
the opposite way. When I see the world through Shana's eyes, I actually build trust, which is a big part of having a true connection with my horse. So I hope for you to try this out. Um, next time your horse is doing something you don't like or you don't understand, take a deep conscious breath, become present, and then raise your awareness and look at the situation through your horse's eyes. And I can promise you, your horse will be so glad to meet you in the now and will be so willing to share with you what he or she is concerned about. And when you have a minute, I'd love to hear what you discover when you're present. So send me an email at nicole at mindful-connections.com. And don't forget, get the free webinar. It's called Let the Magic Begin. You can get it on my website, mindful-connections.com slash magic or just go to my homepage and follow the link i put it up on the right side there easy to find for you so that's it for today i can't wait to meet you next time in the now happy mindful connecting thank you so much for listening to my podcast let's meet in the now for more information go to mindful-connections.com there you can dive deeper into creating mindful connections through webinars, online courses, workshops, individual sessions, and my book, Pet Logic. Can't wait to mindfully connect with you next time.